0: Welcome to the Monday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. We are here on BettingPros.com. We're here wherever you get your audio podcasts and on YouTube as well. Always being brought to you by BetMGM. Bet 20 bucks to win $100 on any event using that promo code JUICE100 at BetMGM. On the BetMGM application, JUICE100, the promo code. All right. So I need to do a little explaining here and... This might get a little boring, but I just need to get this off my chest, okay? As to what just happened, we just finished up watching the Woodley and Paul fight. Paul wins by split decision. The fight goes the distance. I thought it might go the distance. It did go the distance. Probably should have made that play and left it alone. But instead, I took Woodley with a bet at plus 185 on the value. Now, on the Discord channel, on Twitter, I told you. I punted out of this bet, okay? It is not a play. It wasn't official. I punted out of it. I bet the other side, got my money back, and I was flat zero on the play. No play on the Woodley-Paul fight. Now, you might go, wait, what, Matt? Well, look, this is why being in the Discord channel is, one, important, and two, following me on Twitter. Also, is important if you are going to trail my bets. I thought the distance might happen, but I also said, look, I thought Woodley could win it on the cards. Split decision. One judge agreed. The other two did not. I don't really think that on the cards. Personally, I think that was probably a 5-3 win for Jake Paul. But regardless, it was a bad fight. Okay, Jake Paul is not a pro boxer. Can we all just say this out loud. He is not a professional boxer. If he fights a professional boxer, he's going to lose and lose quickly. If he fights a legitimate boxer in his weight class, he's going to lose quickly. The stamina, he doesn't have it. The output, he doesn't have it. The footwork, he doesn't have it. Okay. He has eyeballs. That's what he has. He has people's attention. That's what he has. So he gets to fight on Showtime on pay-per-view and his opponents. Aging MMA fighters who do not throw punches, who are not productive, who do not have high output, their motors are nothing, okay? Tyron Woodley being involved in a boring fight is par for the course. That's how the majority of his fights went in the MMA world, okay? Low output, not productive. He's not someone who wants to get hit all that much anymore, okay? He had Jake Paul hurt, didn't jump on him. Different fighter may have jumped on him, may have pushed the pace, may have really tried to clean him out and get him out of there. Didn't happen. Some people are saying that it was fixed. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Woodley was a handpicked opponent. And well, the reason why I punted is the following. I have connections and people I interview on my radio show. I have bookmakers who I listen to and talk to. And at one particular book, I asked on Friday, on fight night, who are you going to need? And they told me that on fight night, they were going to need Tyron Woodley because the pro money and the money from the public had come in on Jake Paul and had driven their price up to 215 So I said, okay, let's do a value play. I respect this book a lot. They sponsor my radio show, and I believe them that they're going to tell me things that are on the up and up. They didn't lie to me. What they did was they didn't tell me the entire truth as to what they were pricing the fight at. Tonight, or last night, I got a tweet from a a sportsbook person that stated, we put the price where we put it with anticipation of needing Jake Paul. They wanted money on Woodley. They wanted as much money on Woodley as possible. They were setting a trap. They laid a trap for the public, and they capitalized. A sportsbook's job is to take our money. That's the bottom line. That's their job, okay? So, they're not being all nice and friendly and all nice and warm. But we, when I do ask a straight question, I'm asking for a reason because I want to know and I want to be on the side of the book. So, come Saturday night or Sunday night, rather, what do you anticipate? Who's, who do you think you're going to need? And the answer was, we will need, we anticipate needing Tyrone Woodley by the time the fight goes off, leaving out the part that they were going to price it to the point where people would go and bet them and bet Woodley because they laid a trap because they wanted to need Jake Paul. So, come fight night the book needed Jake Paul. So I got out of it. No play unofficial bet or official bet dead off the board. No count. Nothing. We just pulled it down because the information I'd given you guys saying I want to be, I was doing a value play being on the side of the sports books because of what I had been told. So I learned a lesson. It's on me. It's my bad. If you aren't in the Discord channel, bettingpros.com chat to get in. If you're watching this, I'm assuming you've watched this before and you've heard me say that. If you're following me on Twitter, you also saw the tweet where I said, punt out of the bet. Cash out, bet the other side, whatever you got to do, get out of it. Because I was no longer confident that the value play was Tyron Woodley. In fact, there probably was value shopping around and fighting Jake Paul somewhere in the neighborhood of like minus 180, minus 175. The value was on Paul, not Woodley. So I had to scramble, and so we got out of the bet. If you bet the distance, you cashed, that's great. If you bet Jake Paul by decision, you got a plus 600, that's great. Fight was bad. (laughs) End of the day, the fight was bad. And the shine now is off of Jake Paul, thank goodness. At the end of the day... The conversation about whether or not Jake Paul is a professional fighter, no matter how much Showtime broadcasters tried to spin it, give Al Bernstein a lot of credit. Okay, Al Bernstein was not going to shovel baloney down people's throats. He was telling the truth. Okay, just saying. Well, you know, mm, you, it, listen to what Al Bernstein wasn't saying when he was being asked questions about the skill level of Jake Paul. Okay, he was being <laughs> as cordial as he could, knowing his employer is going to be in bed with Jake Paul for a long time. Jake Paul has eyeballs. Remember that skill. He's not. He's taking it seriously. Okay. I'll give him the credit. He's going in there. He's doing the work. But there's hundreds of guys his age are doing the work. Okay. He's just built himself up an audience. So he can sell tickets and he can sell pay per views. And for that reason, he is a draw. And you can't debate it. He's a draw. He is a heel. He loves playing the heel. And he has been able to create this firestorm around himself without much skill. Okay. and now after he goes eight rounds and shows his productivity, his output, his skill level, his footwork, his hand speed, everything, conditioning, all of it. OK, it's all done. OK, gigs up, gigs up. OK, so the idea of Jake Paul being a professional fighter is over. Jake Paul being a sideshow is still very much there. But who is he fighting next now? You know, who who is he fighting next? If he gets in the ring with a real boxer, he's done. Any one of those pro fighters, by the way. That were on that card would have destroyed Jake Paul. Any one of them, name them. Even the guys that lost, even the Italian dude that got knocked out in the first round, that dude beats Jake Paul. Okay. All of them beat Jake Paul. So, you know, it is what it is. But that was on me. So the official record last night is one and two, and it should have been two and one. And we had a horrendous, horrific beat that if Saturday didn't go so well, I would have been so angry. But Saturday went pretty well. So it turns into a one and two day. It's a losing day. But yikes. Raiders goes flying over with the 49ers. That was great. But the Hail Mary at the end. We've had like four Hail Marys here in this preseason. It's been kind of crazy. But that one, as far as I know, was the first one that flipped the dog to win down by eight points. I don't know what the Patriots were doing. I shut it off. Patriots had the two-minute warning. They had a first down, and then I shut it off because they took a knee. And I went, okay, that's good. Done deal. I don't know what happened. I I don't know why they attempted that field goal. I, I just don't get it. Like, Why in the world would you attempt that field goal? And I know the Patriots are having a field goal competition, but I just that some a 54 yard field goal in that spot almost felt like rubbing it in. I, I don't know. Like you're the game's over, like just run around and kill the clock and be done with it or just run the football and give it back to the giants. Like attempting the field goal that Belichick's known for doing a bunch of like bleep you stuff. He scored bleep you touchdowns in the past. And I think it was like a bleep you field goal. Like Joe judge, you're still my understudy. I'm going to rub it in. And Oh yeah, by the way, I'm going to do it under the guise of a, of a kicking competition. It was weird to me. It was it was very, very strange that, that that happened. So they turned the ball over, Hail Mary, Giants get it. It's always the Giants for me. It's always the Giants. Every decade, once a decade, they get me. Eli Manning, ghost of Eli Manning somewhere. It's always the Giants with the Patriots. So unfortunately, uh, the moneyline parlay, Yankees and Dodgers both lose. So I was the kiss of death for both those teams. I had a moneyline parlay of plus 152 on both those teams. So that missed. The Moneyline Parlay experiment ends at 10 and 6. No more of that. We're done with Moneyline Parlays. And so we're going to go into today here with a little bit of a plan. All right. So here's what I'm going to do today. I, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and maybe even on Thursday, but I, I'm going to give you... Thursday is a full day of college football betting. And I mean a full day of college football betting. Each night, I'm going to give you a week one college football bet. Okay? Okay. And I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to do a week one college football bet every single day this week. I'm going to give you a play that I like. Okay. So we start the college football year four and one should have been five and oh, but I should have just bet UTEP, and that's going to chat me. But I didn't do that. I bet the over and it didn't hit. And so that makes me angry. So four and one on the podcast So I'm going to give you a play today on a game Thursday. I'll give you a a play tomorrow on a game on Thursday and then Wednesday as well. And then I'll probably, depending upon how things go, get into Friday and Saturday and we'll have a bunch of stuff going here in college football. There are games where I think the line's going to move. And so that's why I'm going to jump in on some of these plays just so we get the best of the lines as the line doesn't move a ton. Lines have already moved a little bit, but I don't want to move a ton. So we'll do that coming up. And then I've got one baseball game to give you guys for a half a unit. So I only have a half unit going today. I'm not going to be overly committed. I'm just going to kind of, you know, pick our spots here before we get into the big Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Labor Day weekend when there's just football all over the place. I, I can't wait. So I don't want to really get you know, too committed on baseball and on plays that I don't really. I mean, I don't like betting baseball. You guys know this. And, and obviously, a bunch of you guys DM me and wrote me messages on the Discord channel saying, so that's why you were saying get to football. this is why I said let's get to football Uh, because I'm much better at college and pro football betting than I am betting every day on baseball. The grind is just very tough and very difficult, and the variance is all over the place, and it's just hard. Okay, so let's start with a football play happening on Thursday. Okay, this game happening Thursday night. It is happening at Central Florida. It is UCF hosting Boise State. Gus Malzahn is now the coach of the Golden Knights. This is a guy who I think is going to do very, very well at this level, leaving the power five, heading to UCF, where they went six and four last year. They're returning their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, who is a stud, absolute stud, awesome deep ball thrower. This guy can throw a pretty pass as pretty of a deep ball thrower in college football as there is. They returned 17 starters for Central Florida, and they get three really big Auburn transfers who have come with Gus Malzahn to Central Florida. Phil Steele is projecting that Central Florida is going to score 43.3 points per game this year, and I believe it. you got guys like Mark Anthony Richards, who is an Auburn running back transfer. Bentavius Thompson also back. A solid offensive line, bringing back the majority of the offensive line, and Gus Malzahn has been very happy with the depth he's got for the offensive line. UCF is 23-2 at home straight up over the last four years, and Gus Malzahn is 50-12 and all-time in season openers as a head coach in college football now Boise State lost their head coach Brian Hartson to Auburn of all places okay 69 wins leaves Boise was five and two last year new head coach Andy Aviles was the former defensive coordinator at Oregon he coached and played at Boise State knows it well. Boise returned 17 starters, so it's not like they're going to be completely shocked about going out there and play on the road. And Boise very much might win the Mountain West Conference, but I'm not sure how much that's saying. Right now this Boise State offense, not that explosive, not the same level of Boise State talent that you've seen in years past. That's why Brian Harson left, okay? Harson took a look at his old roster and went, "I like got a sophomore quarterback and some unproven wide receivers and an okay running back. Yeah, Auburn I'm leaving." And that's why he took the Auburn job kind of unexpectedly. But going from the you know Pacific Northwest down to the deep south, we'll see how he does at Auburn. But boy, oh boy, that was a shocking hire when he went down there. Boise is young at cornerback. It's their number one question mark on that defense going into the year. And that is really bad news against Central Florida. You cannot be weak in the secondary up against this team with the talent level that they've got. Boise is going to look to run the football and keep it away. But I like the defense well enough for Central Florida to really get after it. Boise has not played a ranked team on the road since 2018 when they lost to Oki State 44 to 21. Rocking atmosphere. I think Central Florida is going to be a really tough team to face this year. And they could be one of those sneaky teams that when you start looking at them and you're like, how did they like, wow, what did they do? I like Central Florida. They're not ranked right now, but I think by the end of the year, they're going to be ranked, and I think they're going to be a tough team to face and a tough out. Central Florida, rocking atmosphere, laying four and a half points, lay four and a half. Some books are already at five and a half. Okay, find four and a half. Look around, search around, find four and a half. I think you can bet this up to six. Don't go over six. If you can't find, you know, four and a half or five, five and a half is okay, But six is the absolute limit. I don't really love playing six, but that's the absolute limit here that I would go with this game. It's an ESPN game. The bounce house is going to be rocking first play week one college football. Central Florida minus four and a half against Boise State on the road, as I think they're going to be in for a tough, tough road trip here to Central Florida in the heat of Florida in early September. Some guys look at the game. Look look what happened to UConn when UConn went out west to take on Fresno State. Now, different situation, different team, I know. But, you know, 17 stars coming back is decent for Boise State. But new head coach, young quarterback on the road, tough environment. Gus Malzahn, I think, doing a really good job. First bet, minus four and a half, Central Florida up against Boise. Okay, only one bet going here, I might add. In the Discord channel, I may have another game to bet on as the day unfolds. I may uncover some stuff and I may get involved. But there's only one game that I really like, only one number that I really like. And the Boston Red Sox are going on the road at the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays right now are 72-53-5 and five to the over. That's 57.6% to the over. Now, the Red Sox have been okay. They're, the over is only going... Actually, they're 69-3. 60, 53% to the under. But going on the road to Tampa, the Rays score a lot of runs at home. And I'm not entirely in love with where the Red Sox are after losing to a Cleveland team yesterday. You've got Nick Pavetta up against Louis Patino here, 3 uh, 3, 4.53 for Patino. And you've got 9 6, 4.57 for Nick Pavetta. Look, this. Both these pitchers are going to get hit. Okay, this offense for the Rays can really, really score when you give them opportunities, when you aren't playing your best baseball. And the Red Sox are so up and down right now. But the Red Sox lineup can score. The total is eight and a half. I was actually kind of surprised by that total being eight and a half here for these two teams. And it might be because the Red Sox, they don't feel like the Red Sox are going to score all that much. But I think both teams have the capability of scoring a bunch of runs. The Red Sox were scoring a bunch of runs up against Cleveland. I think they'll score a bunch of runs coming up here against Tampa. It's a 7-10 game. It's on ESPN. So you got some nationally televised games to get into. Last time these two teams played eight to one. The Red Sox scored 20, 20 runs on the Rays. It was 20 to 8 the game before excuse me, the game before that, it was eight to four the game before that. So nine runs in the previous game, 28 runs before that, 12 runs before that, three to two, nine, five, seven, three, eight, two, nine, five, nine, two, six, five, eleven, two. OK, these teams aren't playing low scoring games. <laughs> OK, they're not playing low scoring games. they are sc- There's a lot of runs. Eight and a half. We're going over eight and a half at minus 110 for Red Sox and the Rays. My guess is that number is going to climb here. Uh, Rays most likely win this game, but you can't sleep on the Red Sox offense with Rafael Devers. And J.D. Martinez is heating up in a big, big way. Red Sox can score four. Tampa scores five. We go over it. It's a 5-4 game and we're good. Okay, Over eight and a half for half a unit. Red Sox and the Rays here today. ESPN game, 7 10, first pitch, Eastern time. Okay. That is a half a unit. I may come in with another baseball bet. I may have a couple of baseball props. I've been eyeballing strikeout props. I've been trying to do some research and trying to get my arms and hands and legs, everything around strikeout props. So I may come back with a couple of strikeout props for you guys today and kind of focus in on that a little bit as the year goes on. There's not, I think there's enough data that we really can kind of look at starting pitchers and look at strikeout props and and just there's been some very interesting trends, strikeout prop wise, in terms of where pitchers have been and how, you know, pitchers who go up against certain lineups or in certain ballparks, what have happened. So there's some trends we may jump in here. We may have a couple of baseball props for you guys coming up today in the Discord channel, bettingpros.com slash chat, or underneath me here on YouTube to get in. Okay, first play on week one is Central Florida minus four and a half against Boise. First play today. Half a unit on the Red Sox and the Rays over eight and a half for a half a unit at minus 110. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. each and every morning. It's the Daily Juice Podcast right here on bettingpros.com. Always being brought to you by BetMGM.